Thank you, Suzanne. So great to hear you again, and so good to see all of you old folks out here. <laughs> Where is that guy? <laughs> Happy to be one of the old guys coming back, and so good to see so many newbies. Is that the, your new title as well? I'm grateful to my dear friend Travis for inviting me back as he is on sabbatical, and it is a joy to be here with you. Jane and I now live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, because we have three grandchildren who live there. And um, we enjoy living life with them just about five minutes away. Our daughter Emily is their mother, and uh, Josh is their father. And Emily is our pastor at First Baptist Church in Winston-Salem. But we're seldom there because we continue to minister. I'm an interim pastor in South Carolina. Jane's a pastor in North Carolina. That's why she can't be here today. She's envious that I can be with you and not her. Our son Andrew is still in Birmingham, so we still have good roots in Alabama, and we're grateful that he is right there. So whether you're newbie or oldie, we all need to hear God's Word. And you've already heard the the scripture passage for today, the children heard it this morning. One verse, perhaps what I would say right now is my favorite verse, Romans 8, 28. Hear it again. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Twenty years ago this month, I had my first meeting with the, pull, the full pastor search committee of this great church. In preparation for that meeting, the committee sent some questions they would like for me to, to address. And I'd never had a committee do that before, but it was a wonderful exercise in preparation as I saw what mattered to them, and I gave thought to that. I understood that as we talked that evening, the committee wanted to know what, what I knew, what I believed, what I had done. Recently, as uh, we moved to North Carolina, I was going through boxes and files, and I, I actually came across the sheet of paper with the questions. Twenty-two of them, thank you, Tom and committee, thoughtful, probing, detailed. It, it was a foreshadowing of my ministry here in this place. I must have answered the questions okay, because that evening turned into another conversation, then another conversation, and then a, a call, and then 12 wonderful years of serving you dear folks. So when Travis invited me to come back in June, I thought, what, what do you say after all these years of coming back? You know, on that occasion, 20 years ago, the committee wanted to know what I knew, what I believed. So I want to share that with you today, 
Now, there are not 22 points to my sermon. <laughs> Do I get an amen for that? You know, something? Okay. <laughs> In fact, there's just one thing. This I know. One thing. And here it is. God works for good in everything. So, if there's one truth that might be good news for us today, if there's one thing over these last 20 years that I might have learned as we've experienced ministry together and just lived life together, if there's one thing that stands out for me as a truth that might be a a good word for today. It's, it's this simple one. God works for good in everything. That's the most important thing I know to say today. And I'm reminded of that children's song that we sang, This I Know for the Bible Tells Me So. Wouldn't you say as you take the the Bible and and pick it up and start from beginning to end, that that's really the message of the Bible. God is working for good in everything. Start in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis. There you hear the story of Joseph. Joseph who was betrayed by his own brother, sold into slavery, put in a well, ended up in prison. You, you can't have a story of more conflict and, and trouble for Joseph. And then at the end of the story, when the brothers come back to be with Joseph, this is in Genesis 50, there at the end is Joseph, who's now a, a leader in Egypt. When he confronts them, Joseph says, even though you intended to do me harm, God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people as he is doing today. You you meant evil with what you did, but what? It's that truth. God is working for good in everything. Then keep on moving through the Bible. Go to where the Hebrews are in bondage in Egypt. And then they make a long journey, the exodus. And through all of the struggles of that long journey, God was with them, doing good, fashioning them into a people, binding them in covenant, giving them laws. God was working for good in everything. And then move to the New Testament and go to the cross And there on the cross, you see Jesus dying, this horrible death. You see evil at its worst, and yet it's almost as if those words of Joseph again, you intended this for harm, but God intended it for good that numerous people might be saved. God working for good in everything, even a hideous cross. And then we move on in the New Testament, and there the early church faces persecution and hardship and struggle, but as they do, God is moving with them, strengthening them, guiding them, 
God is working for good. So this I know. For the Bible tells me so. This I know. God works for good in everything. It is the story of Scripture. But it's also the story I have seen in life. Have you? I've seen it in in those big um, crises that are global or national in scope, some of the ones we've just been through that are so tough and hard, and yet through all of that I've seen people step up and do heroic things as God continues to work for good even in difficult days. I've seen churches Today I get to work with a number of churches in the work I do, and I've seen them who have been split apart and fractured and torn asunder, but then God continues to work for good in those churches, and there is forgiveness and healing and mercy and a new sense of mission. I've seen in the faces of you and others pain. It may be the the tough news that was learned in the hospital room. It may be the grief in the funeral home. There is pain, but there is also through that, this abiding presence of God working for good in all things. I've seen it in my own life. There have been times when I I thought I had my plans and my agenda, and maybe it didn't work out right. And there might have been disappointment for a season, And then as I look back, I see, no, that was the hand of God working for good. The stories continue and continue, but that's the good news for today. God works for good in everything. So the Apostle Paul, well-versed in all the stories of the Old Testament, the chief missionary and preacher of the New Testament, he, he took all of that and summed it up and captured it in this verse, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Maybe it's all these experiences that I just mentioned, or maybe it's all the Bible study over the years that lead me to to see how this one verse crystallizes what God does, and at least for today, it's my favorite verse, so I want to offer it to you as this thing that I know. So how do we know that God is working for good? How do we see that? How do we experience that? Because you can easily turn on the news, read it, watch it, experience it, and and feel like, whoa, there's not a whole lot of good going on in the world. We can see tragedy after tragedy, and we might wonder, where do we see God working for good? So, I, I told you I had one, one thing to say to you this morning, but I want to I give it to you in two pieces. The one thing is that God works for good in everything. But let me Let me talk about two ways that that happens. And in doing so, I want to tell 
two stories. Now, those of you who are the oldies and who have a good memory might remember these stories because I have told them here before. Don't think, well, he's losing his mind. He told that story here. Yes, I know. I'm I'm telling it to you again for a reason. Because these stories have have begun to, to really illustrate for me this truth about how God works for good in everything. So the first thing I would say, in everything God works for good by giving us strength by giving us strength. There are those times we come up against the hardness of life and we are weakened, we are buckled in the knees. There there are challenges and difficulties and we're not sure that we're able to go on. And God is working for good by strengthening us in those times. So there was a little boy who loved to go to the beach, and when he was at the beach, he loved to build sandcastles. Every day he would build a sandcastle and he would fashion it just right. And then toward the end of the day, a group of boys who were bigger than he was, they would come along and they would see his sandcastle and they would just smash it down. And he he couldn't do anything to keep them from doing it. He built the castle the next day. They came back, smashed it down. Then one day, as he was making his way to the beach, he passed a construction site. And there he noticed some jagged concrete blocks. And he had an idea. (laughs) And he got one of those blocks and put it in the sand and then built his sandcastle around it and just waited for those bullies to come with their bare feet one last time to try to kick down his castle. Because he understood that if you build on something solid like a rock, then you have a foundation that strengthens what you're doing. Isn't that the message of Scripture? The Hebrew songbook that uh, they would use or their hymn book is filled with this kind of image. Psalm 18.2 is one, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge. That's what the little boy understood by building on that rock. Our hymnal, one of my favorite is, on Christ the solid Rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Ah, so we build our lives on that rock. And as we do that, in the midst of difficulty and struggle and and tough times, God strengthens us. That's one way that I have seen I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in your life. It's how I've seen God working for good. When some folks might wonder if they can go on at all, I've seen God give you strength, and that's good news. 
God works for good in everything because God strengthens us. The other way we can see God at work for good, in everything God works for good by transforming us, by transforming us. The children learned about that this morning, this idea of transformation that that happens. Sometimes in life we, we are broken. We have the blemishes of our, our lives. We have failures that we leave and attract behind us. There, there are so many times in life where the pieces of our lives are, are just jumbled up. Not only does God strengthen us, but God comes behind us with a kind of mercy and grace and forgiveness and love that takes those broken pieces and helps to transform them. In a seaside inn in Scotland, a group of fishermen one evening were telling stories of fishing that day. And, of course, the stories, the fish got bigger and bigger, you know, and the fish stories. And, and one, he, his fish got so big that he smacked the server who was carrying a pot of tea. And all of a sudden, this pot of tea smashed up against the whitewashed wall, and there was a huge, brown, ugly stain on that wall. The owner of the inn said, oh, it's ruined. I'll have to redo that whole wall. And then a man who was a stranger in that inn, he stepped forward and he said, wait just a minute. Would you, would you let me work with it for just a bit? And everybody sat back and this man actually had a box with him and he took out some paintbrushes and paint and linseed oil and he began to take this big brown stain that was on the wall and he fashioned it into a large brown stag with antlers, a powerful animal. No longer did it look like a stain, but the actual brown stain was a part of this, this grand body of the animal. And then he signed his name and he walked out. Everybody looked and said, wow, who was that guy? One man went up and looked at what he had written, and he had signed his name E. H. Landseer. Sir Edwin Landseer at that time was the most famous painter of nature scenes. In particular, he was known for his stags. You can Google, not right now, <laughs> but you can Google Landseer stag, and you will find many of his, of his pictures to this day. You will know of one famous insurance company that's taken one of his images and used it as their logo. What had been a broken wall was transformed into something beautiful. You see, that's what God does. God comes into our lives not only to strengthen us, just to keep us going, but God comes and, and takes the pieces and turns them into something beautiful magnificent. For, you see, the same Paul who wrote Romans 8, 28, he 
of course, also wrote Romans 12, chapter 2, just a few chapters later. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word in the Greek, transformed, it's, the Greek word is metamorphosed. The children were learning it. That's metamorphosis. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, God comes to us and says, don't, don't conform to the world, but come and be transformed. And let me take the broken pieces of your, your life, your failures, your sins. Let me take all of that and, and forgive you, redeem you, and set you free to be a masterpiece of God's creation. I won't say too much about it because you had many words said last week, but you have a wonderful visual of all of this in the mosaic, don't you? The broken pieces that were broken for years <laughs> that we tried to figure out for a long time how to do something about it, and then, then there was transformation, and then the broken pieces became a witness to the community, and then not only was a mosaic fixed, but a proclamation happened about the meaning of the mosaic from this great church. God was working for good even in the broken pieces. So whether it was a stag on the wall, or little bits of tiles out front. God works for good by transforming us. When I told that last story as your pastor back in the old days, a couple of days later, Mike Trainum brought me a picture of a Landseer stag that he had. And I thought, Mike, this is awesome. And, and it was framed and had a glass. I mean, it was a nice picture that he had. And I said, could I borrow this? Could I use this on a Wednesday night teaching? I wanted to illustrate something. Sure. So I got an easel, and I put it up on the, on the easel, and I'm teaching on Wednesday night, showing the, the stag and linking my stories together. And all of a sudden, it fell off the easel, smashed and broke into pieces on the Fellowship Hall stage. I don't know if anybody remembers that event, <laughs> but I sure do. And I thought, oh no, Mike's picture, what's going to happen? We had a man at, in the church at that time, no longer living today, Earl Palmer Herndon. He came up to me and said, Pastor, you may not know, but it seems that I have a, a picture frame shop in my garage. I can take this and make it just as good as new. God works for good in everything by taking those broken pieces and by using churches and people to be a part of this work by taking what might be broken in our lives, in our world, in our churches, and transforming them for God's glory. 
Well, one time the late pastor, author named Lloyd Douglas, he, he went to see a friend of his. The friend was a musician. He was a music teacher. And, and Lloyd Douglas said to this old man, he said, well, what's the good news today? And this old teacher took a tuning fork and he hit the tuning fork and then he said to Douglas, that, my friend, is an A. It was an A all day yesterday. It will be A all day tomorrow, next week, and for a thousand years. The soprano upstairs warbles off key. The tenor next door flats on his high one. The piano across the hall is out of tune, but that is an A. And that, my friend, is the good news for today. Now, I'll admit, I do feel a little like that old music teacher. There is something I know. Maybe one thing. We can look around us and we can see how the world may have gotten off key and we can see where there's warbling and screeching and out of tune and we may wonder about all of that. But my friends, there is the good news that God works for good in everything. And that was true yesterday because the Bible told me so. And that has been true my whole life, and that will be true for all the years to come. And that, my friends, is the good news that I know for today. Let's pray.